Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. We're some America listeners. Welcome to my 394th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And first off, thanks to all the essential personnel who continue to keep us safe during this unprecedented pandemic era. Well, my highlight of the week is the National Hockey League being the first American sports league to announce a concrete plan to return uh, they put that forth last week, and the proposal for now is to start at some point in July where they're going to have two hub cities working from a list of uh, a dozen or so cities uh, that they're considering, and there'll be approximately 20 teams or so. They're going to have play-in seating for the top teams and then uh, series occurring uh, with the lower teams, uh, the, the play in will be, uh, for seating purposes. Of course, this has huge, uh, interest up here in Boston since during the regular season. And oh, by the way, the season is now over. So they're going to go right to the playoffs. Uh, the Boston Bruins were the best team in hockey. So needless to say, there was a, uh, Hope and a belief that the Bruins would basically come in as the number one seed, but given the times that we're in, uh, everything's on the table, and uh, this is the route they chose, which is the top four teams, including the Bruins, uh, will have uh, a play-in series, so to speak, to decide uh, the seeding, uh, you know, in conjunction with the non-four top teams. Uh, playing series and and then we'll know but it appears uh you know that uh it's going to get underway again not before july 2nd if i remember correctly uh and we're going to have hockey basically you know uh in july august perhaps rolling into september and uh so all credit to the nhl for you know putting a concrete plan out there. Still some questions to be decided. Most importantly, the hub cities. Again, uh, and it may be up to 24 teams. So again, under that, if it is 24 teams, it would be you know 12 in one city, 12 in another. And then they uh, just play, whittle it down, and two teams would ostensibly meet for the Stanley Cup. So uh, good for them for putting it out there. And on the NBA front, uh, you know, another highlight is it appears the Board of Governors will uh, vote this Thursday to move forward with a plan to start the NBA season uh, late July, early August, it appears. Uh, and strong belief the uh, proposal is and will be passed uh, for Disney World. As someone who has been to Disney World often, uh, easy access from right up here in Boston. Uh, I've been to Wide World of Sports. I've been in the arena. Uh, that would be the main arena on the Wide World of Sports property, which, of course, sits on Disney property. Um, it's a great setup down there. Needless to say, I've been there a lot for, uh, you know, for Pro Bowl uh, activities in a number of years uh, since it's been in Orlando the last few years. Uh been there when they played Thanksgiving week college 
basketball tournament. Um, and it's just a fabulous complex. And it looks like they're talking about, uh, of course, you know, housing the players and staff on Disney property. So it's ostensibly a bubble. And uh, I, for one, think it's just genius. Uh, you know, Disney is um, ESPN partnered with the NBA and uh, Disney owns uh, ESPN. So it just all fits. They're already partners. So I, I think it sounds like a very, very workable plan to me. And, uh, you know, Good for them. Good for them. And hopefully it just passes, uh, which by every account, it seems to be a fait accompli this Thursday. And we get some dates going and get this thing underway. And again, we're looking at, uh, and and they're looking at completing the regular season. So having a few games before moving into the playoffs. So it again appears uh, NBA most definitely will be rolling after Labor Day and playoffs and whatnot. So uh, if everything holds up, the thought, uh, you know, with the rescheduled Kentucky Derby, things like that, uh, so many rescheduled events planned for the fall, you mix in potentially football, hockey, basketball, and uh, boy, <laughs> it just could be a wealth of riches after basically nothing, as we know, for the past few months. And uh, so... It's going to be fun to watch. And my low light of the week is, you know, Major League Baseball players and their owners continuing to haggle over money uh, during these harsh economic times and as yet unable to come together and schedule a return to the field. Uh, It's especially uh, vexing because they actually have a baseball blueprint that they can watch underway in South Korea, Korea, that they could potentially model what's right, what's wrong, what's working, what's not. Um, we all heard about the proposal from the owners about cutting salaries, especially the, the larger the salary, the larger the cut. Uh, and now apparently the players have countered with a, uh, 114-game proposal with deferred salaries if there are no playoffs, that type of thing. So uh, so we shall see how it all unfolds. Uh, but, you know, you have to wonder, uh, has the damage been done? Because a lot of people just seem to have basically been turned off. Um, so uh, just turned off by the whole, you know, money getting in the way. Uh, given the harsh economic realities of uh, today's America. So we shall see how it all turns out. Uh, One good note was, uh, of course, uh, David Price, formerly of the Red Sox, uh, now with the Dodgers, and brand new, has not pitched a game with him. uh, But he stepped up and said he will give each player in the Dodgers minor leagues thousand dollars. There's about two hundred of them, so there's two hundred thousand dollars from his own pocket that he is uh, going to provide for players in the Dodgers system. And he's never even pitched a game for the Dodgers. He, of course, signed with them, was traded to them by the Red Sox, and uh, along with Mookie Betts. So, um, so hats off to David Price. Good move. And lastly, my bizarre story of the week was uh, just basically Tom Brady's round uh, last weekend, Memorial Day weekend in the match when he and Phil Mickelson lost to uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning uh, in the match last Sunday at Medalist Golf Club in Hobie, uh, the most watched golf event ever on cable TV. That just tells you about the thirst uh, for sports, live sports on TV. But back to Brady's round, I mean, he was just, he's a good golfer, but he was just spraying it all over the place. Uh, but in the end, it was classic Brady where, you know, during his subpar round, he uh, he hit the shot of the day, which was about a 125-yard chip shot in the hole. It spun back. This was a get-off-your-seat moment for Brady. Uh, he later hit a huge, long birdie putt giving he and Mickelson a win uh, a win on their first hole that they actually won 
uh, keeping the match from getting out of control. And ultimately, it did get down to the 18th green, which is what we all wanted to see. And then later in the round, it was the closest to the whole challenge, and he laid it right up there. So I guess it's, uh, for me, as a longtime Patriot season ticket holder who has watched Brady up close and personal for decades, uh, I consider it classic Brady because when he needed to come up big, especially when he was not having his best day, he did. Uh, again, he hit the shot of the day. Uh, he hit the most important shot to keep Woods and Manning from running away with it and making it, uh, shall we say, non-competitive. I think they were up two or three at the time and his long putt. Uh, after Mickelson drove the green, by the way, uh, kept the match alive and and it stayed alive to the end, and then uh, and then again just money with you know getting it closest to the hole and the hole that it mattered most to get closest, uh, and everybody you know I think everybody but Tiger and both meaning so Mickelson and. Manning both got within what was a 12 foot radius, which was, uh, what it needed to be. And, uh, so yeah, it was just, again, for me, classic Brady. And as a footnote, Tiger looked good. Uh, can't wait to see him. He, I think he, he, his just driving and whatnot, hitting fairways was just right on, uh, hasn't always necessarily been a strong suit, but it was this time. And so it was great, uh, you know, to just see Tiger out there and just a great event overall. Just having, uh, you know, having them mic'd up here in the chatter, especially Brady and talking with Ch uh, Charles Barkley, who had challenged him immediately before he hit the shot of the day, the chip in. <laughs> and uh so hearing a little trash talk and joking and whatnot, the strategy, like Phil Mickelson analyzing a putt was, or any shot for that matter, was just spectacular stuff to see. Uh, weather was shaky, uh, a lot of rain and whatnot. So even more credit to these guys for playing through the rain. If it was a typical tournament, it probably would have not been played in the rain. So uh, all in all, just a great event. Again, the most watched golf event in cable television history wasn't was that exhibition match, and they raised twenty million for charity. Most importantly, uh, for COVID relief. So, just really a uh, you know a banner day. I watched it start to finish, enjoyed every minute of it, and again, hopefully we see live sports coming soon because that was just a, a precursor to. Uh, the ratings that could be waiting in the future for any and all sports uh, coming up. So now it's time for our break. Next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, you're more than welcome. Our pleasure. Good to talk to you again. Uh, and finally uh, getting some sports starting to return. Uh, the National Hockey League became the first to actually announce a plan and a timetable of how it's going to work for them starting in July and NBA is going to be voting this Thursday on uh, whether or not to move forward down at wide world of sports at Disney world in Orlando Uh, late July, early August looks to be the timetable. It looks like that's going to pass, but AP as always you and I, uh, we, we love our college football, and we're dying to see how uh, how that's all going to turn out. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a moving target on a daily basis. Uh, but what are your thoughts on where we now stand for college football? Yeah, I think there's a strong indication by the commissioners across the country from all the Power Fives and other conferences that college football will be played. I don't know the configuration of the stadium seating at this point, John, and I don't even know the configuration of the press box, how they're going to manage that situation as well. So, And then you have the ticketing. Will it be um, just on your phone? Are they going to have the hard copies with the ticketing? And I can, I I would say with uh, uh, some certainty that you're going to be wearing a mask if you're going to a college football game this year. I would think so. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just a lot of stuff out there coming out on a daily basis. But, you know, without a doubt, optimism seems to be uh, in the air from most of college football. Uh, a few exceptions, most notably the chancellor, president, top guy at University of Michigan. He basically came out uh, and just said, you know, if students aren't on campus, we're not playing college football, period. Uh, you know, when Michigan speaks, people listen. It's the winningest college football program <laughs> in college yeah. football history. So, you know, there, there's a handful of schools. And again, we're talking the school president. We're not talking athletic director. We're not talking coach. We're talking the president of the school <laughs> with a definitive black and white statement uh, that said that. So, I mean, that, that's an attention getter in itself, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure you saw it. I, I want to get your thoughts on that and how does that fit in in the midst of what is really, uh, you, know, you know, a very optimistic uh, feeling around college football that it will be played. So, but, but that zinger can't be ignored, shall we say. No, no, you sure can't, John. And we've, we also want to mention the biggest stadium. <laughs> With the most people. Point. Biggest stadium in America. Yes, the so biggest football stadium it, in America. Right, right. So if the head of the Big Blue makes that comment, we have to take notice. And uh, I, I think, John, that 
the environment is going to be so sanitary with all these players. I mean, it, right. they're going to be in the best situation. They're going to be spraying so much. You, you probably get. You'll probably think it's your your um, not your perfume, but your cologne. Exactly right. Yes, when you walk <laughs> like walking into a, a perfume shop in a mall or something. <laughs> right. uh, I totally agree. Yes, uh, they're going to take. Sanitation to the next level, cleaning all of it. However, oh. you want to disinfecting. I guess would probably be the most appropriate word, but it's, they're all yes, uh, they're all the same same thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a gigantic undertaking. In the same light, for them not to play the season is a gigantic loss in every way, from financial to emotional, and every way in between. So, uh, you know, we've already seen the devastation that, you, you know, no school for the past three months and, and no in-person graduations at pretty much any level, certainly college, but even high school in, in my town here in Massachusetts. Yesterday was supposed to be graduation day, which obviously no ceremony, but yet the entire town was draped in school colors and, and uh prayed through town for the high school seniors and it, frankly it was like the entire town turned out the last time i remember so many people on the roads of our little town ap was when kurt schilling drove to the red sox victory parade in 2004 he, he lives in our town he, literally the streets were lined that morning for the parade uh so yeah but my point is simply you know we've seen the devastation emotional and otherwise for these Students who didn't get what every, basically every student in America has gotten throughout their life, certainly at the high school level and many at the college level. <laughs> and, you know, the class of 2020 will forever be remembered. But, you know, um, so I'm just saying my point is just simply, you know, that to me plays in as well as the, the decisions of our kids going back to school, which leads right into, you know, for some, if there's no students on campus, there will be no college football, period. And, and that was raised, you know, back sort of in the early days here, a month or two ago. And certainly the Michigan, head of Michigan, brought it right back to the forefront with his statements. Yeah, he did, absolutely. And, John, the other thing is, I mean, what's your, your, your feeling as far as people willing to be in a stadium again? And then the other thing is, Will the older alumni and fans will they feel in jeopardy, or and and then will be will there be any unintended consequences that if let's say for this entire season it's limited, will fans become so accustomed to staying at home and watching it on television and find out I I don't need to be at every game. Correct. You raise very viable points, AP. I mean. It's just tough to say. I mean, if a game was tomorrow, would I go? Yes. I don't know that we're there yet. I don't think I'm not alone. Yes. Um, but right. September is a different story, or perhaps the season gets delayed a bit. Maybe it's a decision that's not faced until more like October. Um, you know, on, on a somewhat related matter, just to give you a sense, uh, and everybody know, has heard this one already. This is not a secret. You know, Boston Marathon was canceled last week. And the feeling here in Boston is, you know, why did they make the call now? Why can't they wait? Why three and a half months in advance? You know, and we're talking about it, it had been rescheduled from its April spot to September. And, you know, we yes. have things like the Kentucky Derby rescheduled for September, and I believe the Indianapolis yes. 500. Of course, we have the Masters rescheduled for November, but, you know, November. Uh, the, it, it, it did not go over well here in Boston, I got to tell you. And it was my first thought, too. The minute I heard it, and I heard it as breaking news, it was out of my car. They literally interrupted all the radio stations. It's a big deal. And right. that's what yeah. everybody up here seems to be thinking, or most people, just why? Why now? Just I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they still have a little time, I believe. Yeah, I think they have a little bit of time, John. It would seem. But I mean, I don't know those logistics. They, they're they're the people in charge. They they know the lead times and and what needs to be said and done when. Uh, so 
but like it sounds like it, they had a little bit more time, you know, because college football hasn't made the t- full announcement yet, and this is June first. It's exactly right. I mean, they're they're on the same timetable, so to speak. You know, right. where both are ostensibly scheduled for November marathon rescheduled. But again, I I can't overstate, you know, what a big deal it was, and frankly, it was just. Sad. I mean, there, there might have been some initial anger and mad, but quickly, I think it just turned to like sadness at a time when, and this was what you know, some local Boston sports radio announcers were saying yesterday. Just uh, you know, deflating would be the word. Just to hear it and just surprised that it it just came out of nowhere. You know, they postponed the race. Back in whatever April until September, everybody just said, "Oh, okay, that's good," and, and just forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes the announcement that it's canceled for this year. So, yeah, so I, it's really uh, to say it's a moving target is just, you know, impossible to say. One thing that's coming out of it, AP, though, is boy, it just feels like the Power of Five commissioners have now become basically like their own governing agency of their own domain. And the five of them are basically in charge of college football as the NCAA now just as uh, doesn't even seem to be hardly a player in, in this momentous decision of, you know, and it seems to be getting moved into conference by school conference to conference and then within conference school to school. So that world's changing too, right? It seems like, John, they're the person on the other side of the rope line at the Masters. Yeah, there the, you go. the uh, not, rabid not fans are trying to get an autograph. Yeah, sure. not inside the rope. They're outside the rope. Boy, well said. Well said. And it's, you know, and it's not like they're trying to get inside the ropes either. They're, I'm not seeing anything no. from them. Just. Uh, suddenly, again, you, you know, just the conferences themselves are just like going to make the decisions. And then within the conference, it appears that school by school, i.e. the big Michigan and the Big Ten, you know, may make their own decisions. And what's that going to look like? Uh, who knows? But boy, oh boy, unprecedented times in every area of our lives. But certainly this one is uh uh, you know, foremost among them, at least in the, within the sports world, for sure. Yeah, I, I think the general public, John, is finding out now that the NCAA is the king for basketball, men's Correct. and women's, but, but football, they're they're just a, a pawn. You know, they're, they're they're they have nowhere on the chessboard with any power. Uh, you know, they just looking looking and uh, you know not to be taken down because these football powers these football power five conferences and all the other conferences you know the football revenue generated during the season that is um all the other programs are dependent upon that uh, stream of money i mean they, they can't survive i mean that's the option if you cut football Everybody else dies. The oxygen is it, it dead. Correct. Uh, good point, AP. And a lot of schools have already been cutting programs, as we've seen. High-profile schools cutting uh, surprisingly high-profile programs. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing you just see sort of on the ESPN crawl, you know, at night. And it just crawl, yes. comes across that, you know, this school is cut, you know, lacrosse and women's softball. And that school is cut, you know whatever so it's now just sort of trickling out there on on a pretty steady basis it seems but ap uh we have still a lot more to get to um so why don't we take our first break for now and we'll get to some other things on the other side
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking last segment about... Uh, the potential return of college football this uh, this season. Will it or won't it happen? And if so, when? Um, and, you know, sticking with college football, uh, one of our favorite announcements of the year. It's unfortunately not, for, uh, not until tomorrow. We'd have loved if it was today. But tomorrow, uh, the National Football Foundation and the College Hall of Fame will announce... Uh, the names on the 2021 ballot for induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. It's a big number, AP. There's uh, 78 players and seven coaches from the NCAA Football Bowl subdivision will be announced, and 99 players and 33 coaches from the NCAA Divisional and NAIA ranks. So again, when they announce the nominees, uh, which they're doing tomorrow, as I just said, and then later when they announced the inductees, uh, you know, two of our favorite shows of the year uh, following those announcements because uh, we both love to co- talk college football and it's always a terrific trip down memory lane. So, yeah, I'm excited to see who's going to be, uh, you know, on the ballot tomorrow. Oh, it's one of my favorite days to just hear that ballot announced and the people that are on that list. And it's so difficult to make a choice of, I think it's 10 or so on the FBS level, not including the coaches, I think, and and down the line. And it gets even tougher with the FCS level and and NIA and all those things. It's really a small number that you're allowed to vote. And so it's 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 quite a challenge. But I'm always interested to see who's on there from Alabama and Auburn and SEC teams and uh, 
Yeah, I can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, and I always immediately go to Penn State and Pitt as a Central Pennsylvania native to see who they have nominated. But the best part of all AP is just always the you know there it you know there's names on there that of you know I'll speak for myself of, of players that I absolutely loved if only for you know for a season or two when they were starring on the college gridiron. And, you know, you move on, and, and so it just reintroduces names of players that, you know, I loved, and, and everybody has their list. You have yours, and I have mine, and everybody else has theirs. And so it's just, again, such a tremendous walk down memory lane where I read it, and like every, feels like every other name, I'm going, oh, yeah, and you remember little tidbits? Yes of certain players, many of them from our youth, our childhood, you know, great memories. I started going to Penn State games when I was 10 years old, half an hour from where I grew up. And, you know, I'll see these players from the 60s and 70s (laughs) when I was a teenager. And it just reminds me of little stories or my, you know, how, how you viewed them and the world and college football at that age. So it's just a wonderful a wonderful day, to say the least. So, looking forward to that tomorrow, AP. Oh yeah, I mean, you think about a play, you think yes. about a game, you you think of uh, that the personality. I mean, so many things flash through your mind and your and your recall and you, and uh, and then John, when you're trying to vote, oh uh, yeah, they're, they're all they're all tremendous candidates. You're trying to figure out what should I do? Should I uh, vote, you know, X amount of players on the offensive side, X amount on the defensive side? Should I try to pick out, let's say, the best quarterback and go to the best running back, best wide receiver, best, and go by position? I mean, what is your your philo- your voting philosophy? Or just say, all right, I'm going to have it like the NFL draft board. I'm going to rate them regardless of position. Correct. I know. It's just always so, uh, there's so many criteria. I mean, for me, and I've said this on the show before, you know, I love my stats and recognize the importance of stats. But for me, when it comes to a Hall of Fame, any Hall of Fame, you know, my number one criteria is always basically, are they a household name that basically everybody recognizes? And I, as a member of the sports media, lifelong fan, you know, I, my criteria is I have to recognize it just immediately. If I don't recognize yeah. it in a split second, then you know they're they're not in the Hall of Fame yeah. for you know for me personally. Um, so that's no, where yeah, it, yeah. that's how I do it. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, and John, you you probably go through the list a number of times and say, all right, l- let me see my initial thoughts. I'm voting for these, let's say, ten people, and right. then you're going to go back and say, all right, now let's look at some other players who I would consider because they move up uh, into that group of 10 and it, it takes you a while to figure it out. Believe me, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the most challenging things um, that I, I have a chance to do each year is to go through that list and try to figure out which ones will receive the vote. Correct. Yes. It's always, that's a whole separate part of it. Like who's realistically going to get in. You know, uh, how are they, are they going to get the vote? That's, of course, uh, you know, the point of it all is uh, at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, it's always just so much fun. Um, again, you know, it, it's basically, you know, a chance to recapture our youth for at least a day. And yes. that day is tomorrow. <laughs> it really is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun to relive those memories. And, um, <clears throat> and John, another thing is when you're reviewing the list, how many players are on there from one school? And I think it's almost impossible when you have two or three players from one school on the list for them to get in. I mean, I'd have to research that, but th- th- I'm, I'm sure the vote gets divided. Correct. Yes. I mean, it's like... Uh... You know, I think the word is cannibalize. In other words, they kind of cancel each other out um, yes. because you can't just, uh, you know, 
check off all the players from one school because you like that school. Put it that way. Um, you know, so uh, then you get into, uh, you know, the best chance of a person getting in is, you know, a ballot that reflects, you know, not all like a straight ticket, shall we say, to use a political term. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it, it really it requires thought and things like that. Um, well, you vote for the Heisman. I voted. I had the good fortune of voting for the Heisman back in the day. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, w- when you literally sit down uh, to make a vote in something like that, you take it very seriously at the moment of truth. You really do. Yeah, John, and then then the other thing, when you're uh, researching all that information and trying to come up with the people that you want to vote, you, you have to realize that this the process, and I don't know if you can uh, enumerate that on the air right now, but it's thousands of voters. Correct. You know, that, yes, it is. that participate, and then that, I think they kind of appeal to a select group of the Hall of Fame or National Football Foundation, and then they come up with the ultimate uh, ballot, you know, um, you know, players who will be inducted. So it, it's it's a different type of process than some other Halls of Fame. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There are a lot of voters, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, so, again, just can't wait to see it. You know, every year you know, new names are introduced on the ballot. So it's, it's just, again, you know, there's just that first few minutes of receiving it, seeing the list of names, and then, like I said, all the memories uh, come flooding back. So certainly looking forward to that tomorrow. And AP, uh, no surprise, we already did a precursor of it, uh, especially what will be our show, I'm guessing, a week from today when we discuss this exact ballot. But, you know... Heck, we used up this entire segment just talking about it. It hasn't even been released. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So why don't we take our break now, our final break. And we still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, the last couple segments, we were talking, of course, about the potential return of college football, as well as the release tomorrow of the College Football Hall of Fame ballot for this year. And uh, But, you know, sticking with the theme of college football is always a lot going on. And it sounds like you talked with uh, someone pretty interesting about one of the biggest issues uh or, you know, biggest news items in recent months about college football. Yeah, John, I had the distinct pleasure of speaking to the United States Senator, one of the United States Senators representing Alabama, Doug Jones, and we had a a conversation about the name, image, and likeness issue, and that's uh, beyond the forefront of everyone's mind uh, moving forward to the 2021-22 academic year because the NCAA convention is supposed to vote in January about the name, image, and likeness. So they're formulating their plans. Uh, the NCA is coming up with what they think would be a, a reasonable uh, legislation and, and some of the goals that they might have. And also Congress, the Senate, they're trying to get involved as well because, you know, that's their constituency, all these players from the various states. And uh, we saw in California that they passed the legislation to, to pay the players, you know, have some form of pay. And the senators, I believe, at least Senator Jones, he wanted the NCAA to come up with the plan so it would be uniform across the United States so you wouldn't have all these different, you know, we'd have an advantage one state over the other. I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable. Right, right. It's a huge issue. Uh, you know, it's it kind of... Uh, was gathering a lot of reaction and whatnot, uh, you know, in the early going, but then it's, uh, you know, just taking a backseat, quite frankly, to everything that's been going on uh, recently. So the pandemic, just to say, and, but yeah, it's the kind of thing of when our life returns to normal, especially if this is like implemented, shall we say, uh, it's going to be a gigantic issue, no doubt about it. Game changer. Yeah. Jo- oh, yeah, John. And the fact that you know, I mentioned to the senator, I said it's going to be like the Wild West, and he concurred right. because you have to present all these endorsements and these contracts to the university. They cannot be involved except for approval. And then you're going to have to determine the market value. Well, who can determine the market value for the USC quarterback if it's never been done before, the Clemson quarterback, Alabama quarterback, Notre Dame quarterback, let's say, for instance, some of the star players? How do you come up with a legitimate market value? And then if they have the ability to consult with an agent or a lawyer, what if there's disagreement? What's going to happen? Yeah, well, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I see nothing has changed, and I listened to your interview. It was fabulous. Uh, Senator, it was just the senator, uh, was just terrific. Doug Jones, he really gets it, to say the least. He knows his sports, that was obvious. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be just uh, a cottage industry, as we discussed a few weeks back, before your interview, I believe. And Wild Wild West was a term uh, that's perfectly appropriate. Um, we got right down to the level AP of, you know, an offensive lineman from a small town in Alabama, as an example, you know, could be getting a, a car dealership offer. Um, you know, it's not just the big name quarterbacks and national, it's goes to right down to the level of, you know, the local high school football hero who went on to a big time program and maybe he's a lineman and not a household name, but yet he is in his hometown, you know. And therefore, yeah. you have local sponsors want to sign these people up. So it's it's really uh, it, that's hence our agreement. It's a gigantic deal, and at some point, it's going to you know go from what it is to actually occurring, and, and then it's really going to become 
a hot, hot topic. Yeah, John, and I'm not saying there's going to be a lot of money involved, but there'll be some. Uh, for as we mentioned, the, the backup offensive lineman, let's say. But right. I, I just think it's it's going to be an, such an expansive part of the co- college football program and basketball programs and some of the other sports as well that are popular on campus. You have a gymnastics team at Alabama, for instance. That they have fifteen thousand people in that coliseum for each um, home event. And that's a significant number. And, um, you know, you get all these people that are seeking role models and future customers, you know, the young girls watching the gymnastics, for instance, and the softball. Alabama sells out their softball venue every year, which is one of the probably the few in the country. So I, I just think they're going to get a chance and an opportunity to sign some endorsement deals as well. So that's going to broaden your your compliance department, I guess it'll be a compliance department. So you're going to have to hire some folks. Absolutely. Yes. Again, you know, it's just going to be a gigantic deal. I'll just speak, you know, it's not just about football and basketball either. You know, for instance, up here in new England and certainly in Minnesota, you know, high school and college hockey is unbelievably popular. And then, of course, uh, college hockey is as well, where these, you know, kids, you know, star in high school, their hometown heroes, then they go on to a BU or a BC or a University of Minnesota. Um, and, I mean, trust me, they would do very well in a local market um, with <laughs> their likeness. Trust me. Um, and just an example of what I'm saying, you know. The, the famous 1980 Herb Brooks Olympic team was comprised basically of players from Massachusetts and or New England and Minnesota. That was part of the storyline was like a rivalry between the two hockey hotbeds. But anyway, I digress. Um, that's just an example of how different right. sports are popular in different areas of the country. So Penn State wrestling, there's a good example too. Huge, huge. Yes. So... Yeah, right. it's going to be interesting to watch AP. And believe it or not, um, we're near the end of the show, but <laughs> I listened to your interview with Senator Doug Jones. It was fabulous and, uh, and you know, groundbreaking you stuff. Much, so, John. Oh, you're welcome. So anyway, I want to thank you, as always, for joining the show today and, uh, you know, enjoy talking college football, you, you know, the the beat goes on as we just watch and wait and see what happens. But we're getting closer to decision time. That's for sure. Very close. Yeah, very close. And thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, AP. Thanks again for calling in. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.